0: Welcome everyone, my name is John Whelan and I am just a normal human being. I am a professional wrestler, professional wrestling promoter and I am your host of the Go Mental podcast and this is a mental health awareness show to help provide stories from everyday people, to help express and share my own and their own life experiences. It is a show for others. To help identify and to help for others to relate to the everyday person. Now, I myself, I have anxiety, depression, and bipolar disorder. I've been diagnosed with anxiety since I was 11 or 12 years old. I am now 26. I live in Sydney, Australia, in the state of New South Wales. I've stayed off of social media for the last six to seven months just so I can focus on myself and so I can learn and grow as a human being. I actually uh, sought out help a few months ago, so I was in hospital and uh, it was my second time around and just rehashing old lessons from the CBT model so I can handle my mood and myself a lot smoother. So once again, I have anxiety, bipolar and depression, but that does not define who I am. They are just, they are just traits. They're just a part of me. They're not actually me. I am John Whelan and having a mental illness is absolutely okay. Just as is having a, just as is having a physical difference. Everyone is different in their own way. And that's what makes everyone special in their own way. I wholeheartedly don't believe that there is a good or bad person. We are just people. Because in one way, in one's perspective, one person could be good. And then from another perspective, one could be bad. I don't believe that there is good or bad now there could be a collective of people that think that oh this person is good or bad. However, there's always gonna be there's always gonna be another side of the story. There's always gonna be clashing perspectives. You could be the worst person in the world, but there's always gonna be someone with a like mind and they're going to think they're the best person in the world. And it's absolutely okay to think that you're the good or bad person, even in yourself, but That doesn't mean that you are. Now this podcast is simply to talk about mental illness and mental health and just to gather and learn from other people's stories, whether they are famous, whether they are just a normal, like just a regular on the street person, just so we can relate. Because sometimes, you know, because sometimes on the media, through social media, the news, newspapers we see you know these people up on a high pedestal they give you some information they're like oh i've had depression but what does that mean because they're up on this high level their depression could be a lot different to someone whose level is pretty much you know living on the street because people living on the street homeless people some of the time they're not actually depressed they're actually happy with how they are who they are what they are and that's because they're thankful for what they do have just like how famous people Sometimes they are depressed, and maybe that's because what they do have is not enough, or because they're looking at what they want, but they can't get it. Everyone's perspective is different once again, and this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. It's simply a show for others to relate to others and for us all to learn together. Okay, so just touching back on my anxiety and having set goals, I generally find it difficult to attain goals or when there is a goal right there, I I find it difficult to reach it simply because it seems too big. And So originally, I would have liked to have a a weekly podcast, but I know that if I do miss it, I will uh, will feel bad on myself. So I know that I need to scale it back. It's better for me now to set that boundary of having a bi-weekly podcast, so a podcast every two weeks, as opposed to going full-fledged going once a week and so introduce my first guest he is a professional chef a close friend of mine who has lost his job during the current pandemic of coronavirus we hope to provide insight and discuss into making the most out of your mental well-being this is my interview with professional chef joshua lombardo <laughs> They're all disbanded now. Your your favorite ones? Mm. Okay. Yeah. So you you don't like you know BTS or no? no? I'm not into dudes. <laughs> <They're> all dudes. <laughs> you, you like the you like the the female groups? Yeah, female groups. Okay. Blackpink, get um G I D L E. Blackpink aren't still together? Yeah, the Blackpink is still together. Yeah. They're amazing. They're brand new. Why do you like the Asian culture so much?
1: I think it's the women. I really like the women. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what?
0: Any other reason? Because um, it, it's not just that, though. it's no, like it's, not. It's, it's like even the food and like the you, you just I've like... I've always been open to Asian
1: culture. I don't really have a reason for it. I'm just drawn to it, I guess.
0: So how did we first meet? Um, I think it was year 10, year 9 or year 10. Yeah, so about uh, 10 years ago? Yeah. yeah Yo, it's a while ago. It's been too long, yeah. Uh, were we in many of the same classes?
1: I don't think we've ever had many classes, to be honest. Yeah.
0: I I think it was like we had a f- uh, a few main like subjects. geography, geography and history, science, and, yeah. and probably science, but that's about it. Yeah. Did we have English? I really don't remember that. It, it, it was a while ago, and honestly, I don't even remember much from back then. Me too. Yeah. Um,
1: like even just staying in contact over the years, it's crazy how we still kept the contact. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, how many people do you keep in contact from you know high school? I think two. Two, honestly. You and someone else. Okay, mm. I keep a contact from high school. I think it's the exact same. It's yeah, just really. you and someone else. Okay. Um, you know, like, I've got people on you know social media and stuff, mm. but I don't talk to them. Yeah, I'm like you know some of my best friends were you know from high school, but I just you know just don't talk to them. Why don't you talk to them? Um, I think it was around a few years ago. Mm. I started
1: getting depressed a bit, and I pushed everyone away, and I deleted my. Facebook, my old one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I was like, well, I'll handle it on my own. Mm -hmm. I do miss the people that I used to keep in contact with, but at the same time, I'm not really bothered to reach out to them again.
0: Yeah. Like, why is that? Is it because there's Um, effort or because you have to be like, do the generic, oh, it's been so long, have to catch up, but but then.
1: Well, they were my friends. So I think it was effort. And -hmm. because so much time has passed. You don't know if they're the same or not. Well, I don't know how they'll react with me appearing out of nowhere saying I want to be friends again.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like for me it's like I don't want to put in the effort Mm. because there's all these people that I was friends with but effort is so hard. It is, Um, yeah. I find it really hard to, you know, even keep in contact, you know, with you. Mm. How many times have I tried calling you on the phone (laughs) and you never um, pick up? You call... You used to call all the time until you finally gave up And then we lost contact for a year year or two Yeah Basically because, you know, I was depressed And I just didn't want to uh, Oh, he's calling me again Yeah, okay Mm. The thing is that you're not the only one Yeah, yeah Like, I've got people calling me all the time And I, like, the only people I answer the phone to are my family Mm. My mum, dad, sister and brother And that is it Yeah So for a while... I had to get so I had to get a new phone, and I didn't have anyone's phone number in my phone because I used it as a motivator. As uh, you know, if someone wanted to call me, they'd call me. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. But then from that, I, oh, I don't know this phone number. More chance of me answering, because if I know who it is, I don't want to answer. There's pressure. Uh, yesterday or the day before, I had someone call me, you know, and I'm friends with him, and I really want to, you know, reach out to him, say, hey, it's been six months, thank you, because, you know, I've been off the face of the planet for the last six months because I've been dealing, you know, with myself. I've literally uh, shut everyone off apart from my family, like my mom, dad, sister, brother. Everyone else, uh, I shut them off. Mm. Um, for six months and you know had personal stuff going on but you know in general i hate social media yeah because there's you know along with the wrestling thing um you know with you you always have to you know promote yourself and promote this and promote that and you know engage with you know the customers and the fans and everything you have to uh no you've got a profile and you always have to grow and grow and grow and to do that you have to be online and but then you know someone sees you online and then the message of You know, you've got all these people messaging you because they work under you, you know, they want, you know, they're trying to get ideas or they're trying to get this or that and uh, they're just, you know, there's always so many messages and so much pressure and that's before any enjoyment for me. Oh, look, look at this funny video. That's before I get what I want. And that never happens because people are always reaching out for what they want and that burns me out so much. And then people are like, oh, why don't you talk to me? And that's the exact reason why, because I feel burnt out and it's not, you know, with wrestling I can feel burnt out, but with people, I feel burnt out with people more than mm-hmm. anything because they're always reaching out to me and because I, I've learned that I don't say what I want, I just you know, I get what I want when I actually desperately need it mm-hmm. and by then, you know, that sometimes that's too late and that's happened a couple of times where it's pretty dangerous Yeah. Um, so yeah, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I know exactly how you how
1: you feel. When I was, sometimes I would just go on these random chat sites just to talk to someone, anyone, because I pushed all my friends away. My family don't really know what goes on in my head. I don't know half the time either, but I just found that it's so much easier to talk to a stranger than it is to talk to someone that used to be or is closer to you because they know who you are. They know your profile. They know almost everything about you, right? The stranger knows nothing. You can say whatever the hell you want and just vent.
0: It's nice to get off your chest. Yeah, like with me, I want to talk to someone. I don't want to you know, go to someone I do know, basically because then we have to do the, hey, how, how have you been? Or, hey, how are you? I'm like, I'm the same as always. I'm down, but you don't care. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, they'll be like, oh, you know, things will be okay. I'm like, uh, will they? You know, things have been the same for the last 20 years, and no one's really helped. They'll be like, oh, do you want to hang out? I'm like, yeah, okay, we'll hang out once, maybe, and then nothing, or then they they go back to keep asking for stuff. Hmm. If I want to reach out to someone, you know, I'll go find someone new that I haven't really spoken to before, and I'll talk for a while. Then either I get burnt out or they get burnt out because you know I don't want to have the pressure of having to be there for someone because pressure and I hate pressure and people always pressure me to do stuff and as soon as there's pressure, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter who it is, what it is. If there's pressure, I'm done mm-hmm. because uh, for me, pressure is really scary because I've always been pressured to do things and there are some things that i won't be pressured to do because something i believe in or i just don't want to but i've been bullied you know almost my entire life and i'm sick of being pressured i i know how you feel with being
1: burnt out because when you meet up when you meet your um the people you know in your life they not only talk about themselves half the time but they tend to dump your problems their problems on you like how many times have you just gone for a catch up with someone you've known, and they're just like pouring their life onto you. It's like, yeah, I've got enough on my plate already. I didn't even know we were having a DNM today. It is very tiring and can drain you Mm -hmm. and the life out of you. Like sometimes you
0: just want to hang out and just be there, just sit there. Even like I think it was the last time uh, we went and got dinner. It was a few weeks ago, and we just sat there awkwardly for two minutes because we both had nothing to say. I don't know if you remember that, but it's like we had nothing to say. Didn't feel awkward to me. No? No. Well, for me, it was like, oh, well, we're silent for two minutes and maybe like, I just had nothing to say because then, you know, it was our first catch up in two years because like, how do we fill in the blanks for two years? (laughs) That's true. Uh, It's hard. Mm. Um, How do we start the conversation? Oh, hi, I've been away for two years because I didn't want to pick up the phone. Like, that's pretty that's pretty uh, bad. Yeah, but at the same time in saying that, everyone has their own shit to deal with, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I I just listen to people. Mm. Um, do I talk to people about my stuff much? No, not really. Because I don't want to put my pressure on them because then they'll put their pressure on me mm. and I get a lot of pressure and that's when I step back and that's why I've got not many people. So you left school early. In, I did. In 2011 and uh, I honestly don't even remember you leaving.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It was around the June or July holidays. Okay, so about halfway through the year. Yeah, pretty much. And Dad just pulled me out during those holidays and sent me to cooking school. I didn't have time or any to say goodbye to the people I cared about. It was just shipped off and gone, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Because, you know, I remember, you know, you telling me that, you know, what was going to happen, and you're excited, but you're like, eh... Because uh, you know that you you know what's the point of finishing school? I don't want to go study or whatever. Uh, but I think it was around that time anyway that I had you know a breakup. And you know on the opposite side, when there is people that I don't want to be associated with, you know, or, you know, there's all this pressure. When there is someone that I do want to be with, you know, whether it's a friend, family member, you know, a girl, all of my attention. And then, w- then when that gets taken away, I'm like I'm nothing uh and that's dangerous um and that's you know i've recently learned um and i've relearned that you can't put all your eggs in one basket. in one basket because once that gets taken away what are you you're you're blank you're nothing so i didn't even notice that you were gone i knew you, you told me but i didn't notice because i was going through my own stuff yeah and then i'm like oh he's gone and thing is you weren't the only one you know there was like Corey and Alex and you know there was a few other people that just disappeared and I had no idea I'm like oh okay so I have to find new people to hang out with you know like we still had the same sort of group but I had to find brand new people who were you know actually I really wanted to be with and I didn't find those people there were people that you know I was good really good friends with but then I haven't heard from them in the last you know five six seven years is it because of me it was because of them I'm not too sure but I don't really want to reach out because then I've got more people to worry about and I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. So cooking school, how long have you been wanting to be a chef? You see, I never wanted to be a chef at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I like telling my story because everyone you meet that is wanting to be a chef or wants to do hospitality industry, they're like, Oh yeah, I've been cooking since I was blah, blah, blah. Nah, <laughs> none of that then. So, I, my grades were pretty crap and my parents didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what I was going to do.
0: So they enrolled me into cooking school. So did they just choose or you you like, uh, I'll go with that one. What happened? No, they
1: chose, they sent me there.
0: Yeah. You, they're like, no, you're going to cooking school. Pretty much. Okay. Straight up. Thrown in. All right. So 2011, you were en- enrolled to cooking school. Yeah. And then what?
1: Well, I was the youngest in my class. I'm, what, 16? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm 16 in my class. Didn't know anything about cooking. Never really used a knife before. Straight into it. So because I didn't have a choice to fail, just had to keep going. And, yeah, I got through it. It was a good experience. And now I'm a chef.
0: Been a chef for, like, five to seven years, give or take. Yep. And uh, that leads us into where we are now. Mm. So... How long were you at your previous job? Six months. Six months? Okay. And why six months? Because coronavirus hit. Yeah. Yep. So you're working as a chef, uh, you know, not just a cook or a fry cook or whatever, uh, you know, like an actual chef at a restaurant. Mm. Uh, coronavirus happened. So, you know, almost every chef in the world was laid off. And yeah, so what have you been doing for the last six months? Um, well, I've been doing
1: I went back to TAFE. It's only a part-time course, but it's training and
0: assessment to four so I can be a TAFE teacher hopefully. So, is this just like a side gig or is it like do you want to be a teacher or would you prefer to just be a chef?
1: That's a that's a really good question because right now to me, it's just a side gig there is potentially a lot of money in it. And, you know, being a chef, unless you're working at a really good place, isn't the best pay. Yeah, it's nice to have
0: more options. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, do you have a favourite, you know, style or a favourite dish or a favourite, you know, whatever to cook? Not so much now,
1: but when I was um, a better chef, before, I because during my career I stopped being a chef for a good two to three years and I became a brickies labourer. And this was uh you know, while you were going through the down phase, right? Yeah, yeah, it was, so I went through that, um, decided I didn't want the money is much better than in construction, I must say, but um after getting through that, I realized I didn't want to work hard with my back so much because mm-hmm. it's a killer. So I went back to chefing and having this door open
0: could is a good opportunity, not could be it is. Yeah. Well, (laughs) so you're working with your dad in construction, Mm -hmm. and then you know you left, and now you're doing the this course, this teaching course with him. How is that? It's really
1: interesting because he's more studious than I am, Mm -hmm. so he tends to sit over my shoulder and sees what I'm doing. A little bit annoying sometimes I feel like screaming inside saying dad leave me alone but uh, I know it's for my own good so he's like a second teacher
0: pretty much yeah that's exactly what he is all right so how are you feeling right now
1: right now I feel pretty good yeah
0: yeah okay how are you feeling I'm feeling yeah, I'm feeling okay now this is the first you know interview that I'm recording ahead of the launch but I need to feel more comfortable in general like, you know not just with this but like just feeling how I am, because uh, usually I'm just I'm flat. You know, that's just how I am. So, how would you describe yourself? I'd say
1: that I'm very easy to get along with. I tend to make friends easy, um, but I prefer to keep my friends close. But ironically, I push them away. But yes, I do like to keep my
0: friends closer. Yeah, so you like to keep them close, but once they get too close, you try to push them away because you... No. I never wanted... I pushed them away because
1: I had too much on my plate, Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to dump that
0: onto people, so I just pushed them away. Okay, well then, how would your family and friends describe you? I hope they
1: see me as easy to get along with, and um, I hope they see me as a good person,
0: how do you think I am? <laughs> You've known me just as, you know. Yeah, I've known you for about 10 years yeah. or so. Um, yeah, like, you're just easygoing. Um, you know, that you know, if I need space, you'll give me the space. Um, yeah, you gave me like two years of space. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, you understand, which is cool, because quite a lot of people don't, mm. and that's difficult. Uh, where do you see yourself in five years,
1: Oh no, I hate that question mm-hmm. I really do yep. hate that question At the current state, I'm not really quite sure Because mm-hmm. coronavirus, I'm pretty much financially crippled right now yeah. So <laughs> my five years
0: in the future is looking pretty grim How do you think you'll react if you're still in this position in five years? Well then I'm pretty screwed, aren't I? I think so You might be even worse Yeah. than screwed, if I'm being honest Yeah What a shitty five years to live like. Well, because, like, you support your family.
1: Um, Not so much anymore. No?
0: No. Okay. Because, like, there was a time where it was, like, it was all on your back. There was a time, yeah. And so, like, is that why you started
1: feeling down? I think so. But I've always had a strong duty to my family. Mm -hmm. So that wouldn't have been the cause for my downness. I think I was just in a very unhappy place. Why do you think that is? I think it was work-related, to be honest. The chefing or the... Yeah, the chefing, because I hated where I I was sent. Mm -hmm. I just hated how they treated me, hated how I was just thrown into the deep end. Obviously, the best way to learn is being thrown in. But, yeah, I was just very unhappy there. I hated it, and I didn't feel like I was being appreciated by my my peers. So that's really important to me when I'm working, because I'm all about teamwork. I love making everyone's life semi-easier. Teamwork's my main goal.
0: So how has mental health affected your life, whether it's your own or others?
1: For myself, well, I just told you I push people away. It's not the best way of dealing with things, I think. For others, I really like to be there for people. Mm -hmm. Anyone in general or my closest friends, I will be there. That's what I like to be there for. I'm their person. If I can stop someone doing something bad to themselves, I'm pretty happy. This is a a
0: slightly heavy one. Uh, What do you dislike about yourself? (laughs) Do you like how uh, subtly I threw it in there? I did. It was very clever. (laughs) Um,
1: My weight. It's always been a constant fight. Yeah? Yeah. And right now, yes, I'm not really doing anything about it, but it's always been my hated thing about me. How many people do you know like to date the fat guy? Your silence says it all, dude. <laughs> that's why. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a hard question. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get awkward on me now. You just pop the gunner off the question. <laughs> like, because like, of the whole dating thing? Or is it because, like, the media, and what they portray?
1: Everything. Yeah. Because, obviously, dating side is influenced by the media. It's everywhere. You yeah. can't escape it. It's all up in your
0: face. you got... Facebook ads telling you about it. Uh, why do you think I'm interviewing you today?
1: Hopefully I'm an interesting specimen. Yeah? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. A specimen? A specimen. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Not just that, but I feel really close uh, to you. Mm. I think you and I have been through a lot together.
0: Yeah. Why wouldn't you interview me? I think you're really funny and you're different. Oh,
1: you've got a baby
0: real I've got really embarrassing videos of you. You've once, uh, you've once, Commander, crawled up my street, like, just because, because I dared you to. (laughs) And you did it. I remember that. (laughs) Yeah, it was like 30, 40, 50 metres and I still have the video. Okay, (laughs) okay. I I think I was a bit skinnier there too. Just... Uh, I think, yeah, I was uh, still at school. What do you do when you start to feel down?
1: I tend to shut everyone out.
0: I try not to, but... I think it's best for them. Have you ever been diagnosed with anxiety, depression, anything? No, I haven't.
1: Um, There have been times where I've wanted to see a special, like a psychologist or something, Mm -hmm. but I always held back from doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Um, I think I didn't want to know the truth if I did have it. Mm -hmm. It's not like, don't get me wrong, people suffer. From it every day. Lots of people don't expect to suffer from it, but it happens. Mm-hmm. Um I just think attaching a title on it, for me, at that time,
0: I was uncomfortable with. Okay, well then, do you think you're in a place to do it now, just for a check, or you think you're, you're fine as I you are? I think I should get a check. Yeah? But...
1: I really feel fine at the same time. Like it's like when you go to a doctor's, right? Mm -hmm. Why don't you
0: just have a checkup, see if you're all clear, Mm -hmm. just in case. Just in case. Yeah. So, what you think you might (laughs) book something in in the future? I think so. Why not? Like, do you think you have anything, or you just Mm. really want to? You just want to like get it out there. You want to find out. I think I want to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, does anyone in your like family suffer from
1: anything? My dad's been depressed a few times. He's actually seen a psychiatrist before.
0: Yeah, that's about the only person I know, really. Like does he like has he been diagnosed with depression? I think he has, yeah. So he takes medication and everything. He take medication. Okay. Yeah.
1: But then again, my dad and I aren't the closest people in the world, mm-hmm. but our relationship is good. Okay. But I I don't know, during that time we just let him do his own thing. See if he could get through and But we were always there for him.
0: So how do you make yourself happy?
1: Usually listen to music or hang out with friends.
0: What music do you enjoy listening to?
1: Country music. I really like country music.
0: Really? Mm. Is that why you're wearing cowboy boots right now?
1: <laughs> yeah, I to involve my boots, didn't you? But yeah, yeah that's the reason why, yeah.
0: Who are your favourite artists? Um,
1: Trace Atkins. Luke Bryan and Chris Young. They're my favourite. So what made you get into country music? Working with my dad. He had blast country music throughout the day. Every day we were working. At first I hated it. I was like, oh, not this rubbish again. But then you start listening to the words and it's quite nice. So
0: just for the listeners,
1: he's not your real dad,
0: right? Like biologically?
1: Biologically, no. He's my stepdad.
0: Okay, so how has that uh, aspect of your life, how like how has that affected you? He's been the best and only father figure to me. Okay, so how long have you, how long has he been in your life for? Oh wow, um, since 2000. 2000. So twenty years. Yeah. Okay, so what? And you're you're twenty six now. Yep. Okay. Okay, so like, did you ever meet your dad, your biological dad? Mm, I did. So when mum got remarried,
1: we did the joint custody thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think any kid should go through that at all, you know. It's it's a lot of stress, um, a lot of fighting on both ends. (laughs) Yeah, it's constantly a struggle. But um, hats off to the kids that survive it, you know.
0: So do you keep in touch with your biological dad? No, I don't. Any reason?
1: I chose not to.
0: Was there a certain event that occurred or you just decided to... He wasn't the most
1: loving father. He was very um, violent, not just to me and my brother, but to everyone. Yeah, very abusive. So
0: how does your dad treat you, your stepdad?
1: It's going to sound really cheesy, but loving... It's very, like, any real dad would treat their son. That's how he treated us. He took us in when he was 25. Can you believe that? We're 26. Exactly. And he took my brother and me and basically adopted us as his own. Oh, yeah. Wow. (laughs) So I can't imagine having a family at 25, and I'm already 26
0: years old. Pretty crazy. Yeah, like, so my little brother, he's, like, 18, he just had a kid a few months ago, and like, you're 18, like, what are you doing, how are you supposed to, you know, do this sort of thing? Mm. But then, you know, back in school, there were people having kids at 14, 16, I'm like, what? Like, by the time I left school, I think there was, you know, someone who was like 16, and and she had already had two kids,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and still going to school. How do you go to school with two kids? I have no idea either, man. Times are changing, and I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. But some, you know, everyone's different. That's true about that. About having kids at a young age.
1: I love kids. I want to be either a good father or the best uncle in the world, but um. Right now, how things are going, I can barely take care of myself <laughs> when I'm a kid. So, um, yeah. But if you can support your child and yourself, then by all means, have children. Just make sure you're ready and you know what you're signing up for. You know how you asked me about country music? Yep. Well, ever since I started listening to it and singing along with it, I feel a lot more confident as a person. Why is that? I don't really know how to describe it, but it's just like I feel a bit more gritty. I feel like I've got more backbone kind of thing. I always had low self-esteem before. I still do, but not as bad as what it was in high school or something. Is that because of your weight, or is that just how you think? think just all of the above, really. But listening to country music and that has made me more gritty (laughs) more tougher okay Mm,
0: that's how I feel anyway like tough inside
1: Mm. okay mentally emotionally yeah
0: so you should become a country singer
1: I'd love to but I think my voice
0: would make people's ears bleed (laughs) (laughs) so how How has the coronavirus, how has that affected you apart from your job, apart from you losing your job, uh, how has that affected your life? What have you been doing the last six, seven, eight months?
1: Well, if I was going to not sugarcoat it, anything, (laughs) I haven't really been doing much. Like I said, I just did the TAFE, I just started the TAFE course, um... Besides that, working on my license. But, yeah, there's not really much I've been doing at all.
0: Your driver's license? My driver's license. Okay. So do you have your... Like, do you have your permit or... I'm still on my
1: L's. <laughs> 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 yeah. A 26-year-old's still on his L's. Pretty sad. Well, why are you still on your L's? I think it's fear. Because once... Um, When I was on a driving lesson with dad, I fell asleep because I have sleep apnea, and I fell asleep and drifted on the wrong side of the road.
0: I did not know that you had sleep apnea. Since when?
1: I think a few months. No, almost 10 months. Oh, okay. Officially 10 months. Oh, so it's not long. It's not long. Okay, so how has that affected you then? Just feel constantly tired all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, not enough energy during the day,
0: so you 're just always waking up pretty much okay, but
1: sleep apnea has more to do with the brain not having oxygen enough oxygen there, not enough oxygen when you sleep, so it doesn 't sound good and sometimes where, where i 'd be in a deep sleep or in the car, just in the passenger seat you 'd hear me snoring, and then I do the... <laughs> And wake up again so. yeah yeah i i know mm.
0: i I know that, so you're scared of crashing because of the apnea or you or you're just scared in general, just um mainly the apnea I don't want to fall behind a
1: wheel, <laughs> fall asleep behind a wheel again, and find myself wrapped up in round a, t- a telegraph pole. yeah <laughs> which is why australia's laws. And any l- country's laws in general say if you're feeling tired, don't drive, but, yeah, rip. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you've not worked for six, seven months? Yeah. Okay, so if you were to get a job offer right now to start on Monday, would you take it? Yeah, of course. No matter what it was?
1: No, yeah, because I'd like to
0: work. Okay. So, if, so, even if it was just a plain job, just... Yeah, anything. Um, it's because, you know, like money-wise or you'd like just routine, you'd like to do something? Bit of both. Yeah. Like everybody needs
1: money to survive, but it's nice having a routine too, so...
0: So, do you happen to have any jokes up your sleeve that you'd like to share?
1: I think I do. <laughs> you do? Yes, I do. So, um, because this is a mental health podcast... I wanted to try and lighten up our viewers' or listeners' moods a bit. Mm -hmm. So I found some. (laughs) I'm not sure how this is going to go down with anyone, so please don't be offended. I'm just trying to break the ice and hope everyone has a nice laugh because laughter is the best medicine, really. So here's one, all right? You ready? I'm ready. Okay, I told my... I told my friend that I was feeling suicidal. He told me to talk to the mental health clinic for help. They seemed totally against the idea. I guess I'll do it myself. <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> I never said it was a good joke. I just said it would make us laugh. Um, another one was this one. Apparently, people who exercise have shown better. Has shown better recovery rates and less risks from mental health issues. So who said you can't run away from your problems? <laughs>
0: do you have any more?
1: Ah, uh, sh- sure. I guess I do. My mum wanted me to see the doctor for my mental health, but the couch convinced me not to go. <laughs> Tough crowd. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think- uh, that was not good. <laughs> Well <laughs> that's all I got for now, dude. If you had a motto or you had some advice for everyone else out there, what would you what would you like to say? Do what's best for you.
1: No matter what happens, you gotta save yourself before you can save anyone else.
0: So are you gonna do that for yourself? I thought I was trying to.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I should follow my own advice.
0: Alright. right, well, I'll catch up with you soon and thank you for coming.
1: Thank you for your time. Sounds
0: good. And that's about it. That wraps it up for today. I hope you all enjoyed my interview with Joshua Lombardo. If there are any guests you'd like to hear, if there's anyone that you would like to reach out to, if there is any feedback that you would like to provide, please leave them via Instagram or Facebook on go mental podcast if you would like to help support the show feel free to comment like subscribe share the podcast leave a review maybe a five stars and that will help the algorithms so even more people can help discover the show and so we can help provide others with content that will help enlighten their lives thank you everyone and i'll see you in two weeks